Hello and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we take on a gang of cop killers who have genetically cloned one of their own in an attempt to kill a psychotic toy. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Or so we would. Yeah, so those eagle-eyed listeners out there, eagle-eared listeners, uh, may have noticed we didn't put out an episode last week, but that was not through lack of trying no. we, we recorded an episode we absolutely that did. is now lost to time yeah and and i mean deliberate funny, choice of funny words you say that yeah we, we did a retrospective a time travel travel retrospective yes. where we came up with a film about people going back in time yep. to uh stop the making of back to the future or make and sure the back to the future did get made yep. and it became very meta and then they visited us coming up with the idea of the, them yeah. going back in time to the film and we were somewhat worried that they like we were actually creating real life characters and that actually show up and then then we lost the episode mysteriously aj gets home and the recording it's gone didn't record didn't in inverted record. commas i kind of feel as though like it it has been deleted i know Some, someone has come back in time and yep. deleted the episode the files are there but it's just 50 minutes of blank there is just complete silence in it and i have no idea where it went what happened to it but that's all i have of the episode i mean who knows maybe it will show up at some point in the future yeah and um, we have talked about doing a time travel retrospective for a, for a long, long time, time and then we thought we thought yeah last week let's do it and then it's we lost mm. it so uh, who knows maybe this is the the same sort of curse of the don quixote <laughs> Where you know every every time we try and sort of make our film, yep, yep. something disastrous right. happens. So, so somehow, like twenty years from now, we're going to have to make something that's even more meta than the film we made yeah. in that lost episode. Well, I mean, Terry Gilliam is doing a Don Quixote. He is, but it's not a like it's not a adaptation of the book anymore no. as it used to be. It's now about a director who m- tried to make a Don Quixote film back in the day was unsuccessful then revisits the place where he shot it and finds that the actor that he had cast as Don Quixote is still stuck in that role thinking that he's still, that he is it's, still it's a little bit uh, I'm not sure if you've seen uh, Tristram Shandy A Cock and Bull Story yep. um, with Steve Coogan and yep. uh, Rob Brydon yep. which is very much a the, the the movie they're making of the book Tristram Shandy yep. and then also them trying to make the movie of the book Tristram <laughs> Shandy and it's blended together in this really sort of nice way. This yeah. is what I feel that Don Quixote might look like. Exactly. And it's also how I feel that our time travel, our lost to the ages I time travel story. I remember what we called the film. Uh, it had the word paradox in there, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, pa- paradox of time. A paradox of I time. Think it so was. <laughs> it was a great episode. Uh, we will return and do a time travel retrospective at some point in or the future. Or have we already done that in the or past? Or in the past? Who, who knows? knows? Uh, but uh, as for now, we don't have it. It's yeah. gone. It's the first episode we've actually ever lost. I was quite sad about it. But anyway, life moves on. Anyway, let's get to this week in trailers. And the first film for you today is 21 Bridges, directed by Brian Kirk and starring Chadwick Boseman, Sienna Miller, and Stephen James. Your father died protecting this city. He taught you to follow your conscience in an often cruel world. Worst day in 18 years. How many cops? Eight. Why were they here? They responded to a robbery. Shots fired! Shots fired! Officer down! Automatic weapons, two shooters. They have training. How old were you when your father's captain came? I asked for you for a reason. I will find out. We just killed cops. 
We need to run. We gotta move fast. Cars not ours, plates are stolen. If we don't catch these guys in the next three or four hours, they vanish. How are you gonna do this? Close the island. The 21 bridges in and out of Manhattan. Shut them down. Three rivers, close them. Four tunnels, block them. Stop every train and loop the subways. Then we flood the island with blue. So we're dealing with uh, cop killers here. Uh, so Chadwick Boseman is a, I guess, a senior detective yeah, of some kind, he, or a he's police a officer. And he's the son of a murdered policeman. Yep. Um, there is a gang that has murdered a bunch of yeah, officers, a, like a drug gang. It's a heist. They steal something like 300 bags of cocaine, and yep. in their escape, they murder eight policemen. Yes. And so Chadwick comes up with the grand plan of like flooding New York with uh, cocaine, and then shutting down or closing does, off. Does he flood it with cocaine? I thought he's investigating the flooding of cocaine. I thought he said, like, let's flood the place with blow and then shut down all the bridges coming into the city. I had no idea he was responsible. For, but <laughs> I so don't know. That's the what reason I it's called it 21 Bridges is apparently there's 21 bridges that uh, go onto Manhattan Island. Yep. Uh, he doesn't want these cop killers escaping, so he shuts down the bridges. He tells the uh, subways to go on a loop so no one can leave as they spend the night running through the city chasing down these people who have killed the cops yeah exactly it's uh, shades of the dark knight rises yeah a little the dark bit night for some reason uh but uh yeah very high octane very intense dramatic action it, it has a feeling of one of those uh films that takes course just over the events of one night yep. and as you know it progresses a little bit training day-esque i suppose bit, yeah as it progresses they get progressively tired and more beat up but they still have to keep going to find who killed yep um, the cops and who I think one of the things is like you know my understanding was that he wasn't flooding the, the island with cocaine but they were supposed to be taking like 20 bags of cocaine yep. and when they actually did the heist it was 300 bags of cocaine it's like who has the ability to distribute all this we have to get to the top yeah and maybe probably corrupt cops I mean it seems, I get the feeling seems that- like a really stupid idea for cops to you know flood a city with cocaine but hey (laughs) i don't know (laughs) this i mean honestly this film kind of looks horribly generic which is kind of why they had to chuck in the whole like executive produced by uh joe and anthony russo who did the avengers you haven't heard of them they did arrested development back in the day and uh have done the avengers have done captain america and obviously chadwick boseman um fresh off his role as t'challa from is it t'challa Possibly. Black Panther, I, this whatever. one also has Taylor Kitsch in it as his yes. partner, which yep. made me think that it was definitely directed by Peter Berg, who's the only person who's cast uh, Taylor Kitsch in the last 15 I years. I have seen him for a while, actually. Um, yeah, he's been, since John Carter, he's been... Uh, he was of, in Battleship, I think, oh, after man. John Carter. Oh, he's in Lone Ranger as well. Was he? Yeah. Opposite, I, I think he was opposite Johnny Depp. No, no, it was Army Hammer as the was Lone it? Ranger. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, I think... I. I think Taylor Kitsch was also in... No, he wasn't. It was Lone Survivor. Anyway, yes. close enough. That's, uh, that is a Peter Berg film, I think you'll find. Anyway, go see 21 Bridges later this year. Second film for you today is Gemini Man, directed by Ang Lee, starring Will Smith, Will Smith, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Don't forget, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Because that really sets the tone. Indeed. Thrill. I think I know why he's as good as you. He is you. 25 years ago, they made you from me. They chose me because there's never been anybody like me. We have to end this right now. You have all of his gifts without his pain. You made a person out of another person. 
then you sent me to kill him. You made a choice to do this to me. This thing that you're struggling with is fear. So my sources inform me that uh, this particular film or this story has been in development hell for many, many years. Really? And it feels like the kind of film that was in development hell. Uh, so Will Smith is playing uh, an assassin. Yep. And he's gone in to do, I guess, one last job or a, a particular job. And it ends up that the target of his next assassination attempt is actually a clone of himself. Uh, it does sound a younger version of himself, which very sounds much, very similar would, to something we uh, created a couple of episodes ago. Nexus Six, Dave Bautista, That's Young right. Dave Bautista, Old yep. Dave Bautista. I mean, yep. we didn't get hung up in any of this sort of like production but nonsense. See, unlike our film, where we cast an actual actor to play the younger version of Dave Bautista, uh, they've gone with the de aging route in this one. So we've got you know regular aged Will Will Smith uh, going up against his. 25 to 30 year old he is 25 apparently yeah so and they've de-aged him the thing is like Will Smith does not look that much different no. from his 25 year old self they, they would have had a lot of frames of reference because it does look oh, yeah, like yeah. he's, uh, he's just... got the uh, the, the high top fades <laughs> from Fresh Prince Fresh of Prince, Bel- yeah. De- uh, <laughs> so they just mind that it's weird because like obviously with this one you have to get a body double and then you have to shoot everything twice essentially to get yeah. the reactions and then you have to get a CGI team in yep, yep. so it's it's like 15 people yeah. just for one role. For one role, It just, yeah. it seems a little unnecessary. Who knows? Unless, I mean, obviously, unless you're doing a film about a, an older person and then a younger person yep. who are clones of one another who are trying to kill each other, so. Yeah. and then it's just Looper and you cast two different actors for that. Yeah, I never really thought, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looked anything like Bruce Willis no, they didn't, Looper. but do you know what they did in that film? They gave him some weird makeup. Do you remember, like, they... He, he, they, they gave they him gave Bruce Willis' nose, nose, yeah. And they and did something it. weird with his eyes as well, if I recall... Uh, but uh, it just it didn't work didn't it, work no to be fair in this one it looks like it works yeah but it also looks like they didn't hire a director of photography or oh, no, something this, weird's going this, on with the lighting and the cameras I, yeah. I have no idea I don't how know. they've shot it it I, just looks strange <laughs> it looks like it's been shot on an iPhone or something <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just because the trailer hasn't been graded properly yet but there's something wrong with uh, the the flow of the footage it, it feels like it's definitely been shot digitally on a, probably a high frame rate of some kind yeah and it looks like home video it looks really bizarre uh, so I don't know maybe 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 um, film maybe cameras are just getting way too expensive yeah. nowadays and everyone's just like director turns up on set it's just like everyone whip out your phones we need multi-camera coverage uh, so. I like it in this because this one's directed by Ang Lee yeah. it definitely shows up in the trailer from the director of The Life of Pi yep and then I almost I almost <laughs> feel as though below that they should have had the Hulk crossed out <laughs> and then they have Brokeback Mountain and Crouching High yeah. Hunting Hidden Dragon and yeah. just say remember the good films forget the bad films <laughs> And unfortunately, like stylistically, in terms of like action and, and yeah. like adventure and thriller and chasing and blowing up tanks and motorbikes, yep. this kind of feels like it has probably more in common with <laughs> um, the bad Incredible Hulk film than yeah. it does with yeah. uh, any of his other works. Yeah, so. and it's a really weird that you'd say from the director of Life of Pi because this film is nothing like no. Life of Pi. No one's going to go like, "Oh, I really enjoyed Life of Pi," and if you did, go and watch Gemini Man. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I mean, like, it's always nice to have slightly high concept sci-fi, but it's also the kind of film that you feel like you've seen before, like Sixth Day, uh, Looper, as I mentioned, um, Twelve Monkeys as well yep. has that kind of like, and that has time travel, but I mean, it's the whole like taking on yourself uh, thing, which is a very, very well-worn story trope. 
uh, of you know taking on your own challenges and taking on your own they don't really give you a sense of beyond the fact that will smith had some sort of he was the best soldier they decided yeah. they wanted to clone him yeah and now they're both assassins and clive owen who's like the spy master who's sure. sending them after one another yep there's no sense of the story like no. what's beyond them being ordered to kill one another and then them finding out that they're just clones of each other yep that's it. That's right. it. But I mean, and also, like, young Will Smith doesn't look like he ever actually wants to kill older no. Will Smith. He always just looks a bit sad. He looks like he looks like um, he's a bit disappointed that it's come to this, and he doesn't really want to do anything. So all the scenes of like Will Smith leaping off motorcycles and you know having explosions going off behind him, I have no idea who's behind that. <laughs> like, it's, it's possible that they just couldn't get the emotion to look right in his face. Because <laughs> I think one of the things with um, when they, they de-aged or reanimated um, uh, Peter, Peter Cushing, Cushing in yeah. um, the, the Star Wars Rogue One, Rogue One was yeah. that the moment he spoke and the moment you could see his lips move and his teeth, yeah. that's what made it look really quite strange. Yeah. That was yep. the uncanny valley. Yep. So in this one here, they're like, no movement of lips, no exposure of teeth yep. for, for yep. young Will Smith and yep. we should get away with it. Even the poster is just a side-on profile with his mouse, mouse, mouth closed uh, and looking sort of straight ahead. So yeah, you can easily... But I mean, I mean the good thing here is obviously there's no story. And yeah. the, it's not shot very well, so they've just sold this film <laughs> purely on concept. Yeah, and that really that's where we come, we, where the where the ideas people we come up with the concepts. It's a good idea. It's good to know that you can sell a film based on that and that alone. Can I just read you the list of the names that have been attached to this story over twenty years? So this film's been in development really? for twenty years. So Tony Scott, Curtis Hanson, and Joe Carnahan were. Uh, directors lined up for it but in terms of the lead actors we're looking at Harrison Ford Mel Gibson Clint Eastwood and Sean Connery Sean Connery yeah Sean Connery 20 years ago was 1999 Sean Connery was that's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, era Sean Connery (laughs) (laughs) when he decided I'm too old for acting (laughs) let alone I'm not I'm not too old to play both an old version and a young version of myself (laughs) oh that would have been great though because we could have had like again you've got tons of reference of uh, young Sean Connery from the Bond films yep so yeah bring them both back Watch how his accent has to go from way more Scottish to, like, not quite as Scottish as he de-ages. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go and see that film later this year. Final film for this week's episode is Child's Play, directed by Lars Kiefberg and starring Aubrey Plaza, Gabriel Bateman, and Brian Tyree Henry. Andy, I know this move has been really tough, but this is supposed to be a new start for us, remember? You said you were going to try to make new friends. Buddy can connect to and control all of your Caslin products and smart home devices. Introducing your new best friend. So this is a remake of the, I want to say 1984, when was the original uh, Child's Play? 89, I think. Yeah. Uh, 88, actually. 88, there yeah. you go. Uh, coming off a spate of, you know, slasher films of the late 70s and 80s. Yep. 
uh, very iconic red-haired uh, doll yep. turns murderer. It's yep. not clear from the original film, or at least the trailer that we watched of the original film, whether it's demonically possessed. Yeah, um, but in, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Could be anything. But in this one, they very much hit upon the idea that it's a computer AI. Um, the automated home where all of your devices are connected through the Wi-Fi, yep. it can then... I think they're suggesting that it can jump from toy to toy through the, the Wi-Fi through network. Through software, yeah. Yeah, and so you're, you're never sure where the corrupted version of Chucky is, yeah. the one who's... Um, uh, AI has gone rogue and has started terrorizing people. This is the thing about the current age that we live in. Uh, essentially, all these horror tropes can be explained by technology. So now you don't need to use stuff like magic or voodoo curses. No. It's literally just like the cloud, connected devices, <laughs> internet of things. That will be the stuff that will take you down. So yeah, I mean, I, and like most good horror films, I'm thinking of like the, the George Romero stuff back in the day always dealing with a topic of the time so consumerism back then consumerism and child's play 1988 probably consumerism in 2019 (laughs) a little bit here as well and technology i think as well probably the and i don't think i've seen much in the way of of looking at the um more of a metaphorical kind of look at technology yeah because it's always been stuff like uh, stalking people on facebook and then there's that film with uh, john cho in it remember that one i think it's a sequel where he's trying to track down what happened his to his daughter, daughter and, and he goes yeah. through emails and all that kind of the stuff. The only other one that I can think of that deals with the concept of AI is she with Joaquin Phoenix. And oh, yeah. Sco- her. her. Her, her. There you yes. go. She, her, all <laughs> gender-specific pronouns. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that is a bit too high concept. It actually deals with legitimate it's, it's emotional and relationships. A, yeah, an actual connection to Whereas this technology. one seems like a fear of artificial intelligence but in some sort of tangential way, which yeah. again is what the classic horror films do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I kind of like to look at this. I'm not going to watch yeah. it, just like I didn't watch it. <laughs> but uh, it kind of feels like at least they're reimagining the concept of the classic horror film. Yeah. Uh, rather than just going, hey, there's a creepy clown and we've just cast different actors and it's still just a creepy clown. And I think that Child's Play, because there's been like five and a half thousand sequels since the 1988 version, and the look of Chucky in the original is not the iconic one that people remember. No. It's the later ones where he gets much more smart alecky. In the same way that um, Nightmare on Elm Street's Freddy Krueger got more and more smart alecky and became more of a like anti-hero yeah. as the films went on, you get the same sense that that happened with Chucky in Child's Play. But this is going back to much more um, a much creepier version. In fact, the trailer doesn't show the doll no at all really except in shadow and in silhouette so i think in the 1988 trailer that we watched it's just like a clean cut looking cabbage patch doll thing it's creepy but the the, it is it looks very creepy but the iconic version of him that i know he has a great big scar that runs down from sort of like forehead to cheekbone Um, he's a bit more tattered and bruised as he's gone around and murdered journalists and policemen alike (laughs) became much more comical yeah Uh, interesting to note about this version is that chucky is voiced by mark hamill of uh, star wars fame the joker and the joker as well um he does a very good harrison ford impression does he if you've ever heard mark hamill doing harrison ford i have actually because of the force awakens yeah it's uh it's quite impressive but like it's also i think his impression is of harrison ford telling him that he doesn't (laughs) do a very good harrison ford impression uh it's worth watching if you haven't seen it yeah all right and those are the three trailers for this week's episode. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room.
And here we are. Let's have a quick recap of this week's trailers. We have... A one-night-only action thriller cop uh, investigation. Yep. yep, great. We also have... A high-concept sci-fi clone yep. buddy cop. <laughs> <laughs> so many buddy cops, but sure. And uh, finally, we have... A recontextualized remake of a 1980s slasher. Great. Now, I believe that in the episode before our ill-fated time travel episode yes uh you chose i chose from a very pathetic assortment of, of disney, disney remakes <laughs> uh, so it is your turn this week it is my turn um a lot of interesting choices this week uh look i'm gonna avoid doing gemini man because they're they've basically just remade they the have film ripped off made. our film yeah so i think we need to do a i think we need to do a horror film but i also want to tie in aspects of 21 bridges the one night only uh, as well as police officers, kind yep. of. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think the original Chucky has elements of that. I, I feel as though Gremlins yeah, yeah. also has the element yep. of um, because everything goes to hell at midnight. Yep. most of their what they're doing yep. is, is is over the course of one night. Yeah, so I think we need we need to do a horror film that has like a kind of acute uh, antagonist as the titular yep. antihero or the titular villain, um, and then do a single night only. Uh, I, you know what I want to do? Are we, actually, do? are we going to specifically remake an existing intellectual property? No, no, no. I think we make our own. Okay, I think it's been a fine. while since we've, you know, made something wholly original. Uh, so I think it has we, been a while. I think we design our own toy or design our own sort of cute and cuddly critter and it's then something. turn it evil. I also think, you know... Because, I mean, essentially what you're saying is Gremlins. Yeah, I know. Is, yeah. is Child's Play. No, no, but, like, if you, take, if you take Gremlins and mix it with, like, The Purge or The Raid or something, like, okay. you know, those... Yeah. Uh, in a single apartment building, no other... Attack the Block, I think, does a very yep, sort exactly. of similar thing. So that way we don't have to do any, like, photography outside of the studio. We just build a set that is a decrepit apartment or yep. something and okay. then all the action uh, happens in there. We don't confine it to like one house in that uh, block. It's just like multiple levels, multiple stages. You have the critter going through the air conditioning units, a lot of aliens mm-hmm. um, and a lot of like, yeah. And then we have like a command base downstairs and helicopters come into the roof. And Are we framing it? Let's say the original Child's Play, but very much the new one yep. seems to be the kids are the ones who are like solving the problem there's a shot there where it's yep. like all right we we none of the adults believe that the toy is doing it so we're going to get our sledgehammers and our um oh yeah pickaxes and whatever and and we're going to solve the problem ourselves uh gremlins does a very same thing where it's like yep. you know where we are you know 12 slash 15 year old kids who are going around trying yep. to do what really the adults should be doing but because they don't believe in magic they don't really nancy drew does it as well yeah stranger things it's a bit Stranger Things, bit stranger I suppose. Things, yeah. So are we doing the adults uh, accepting the problem or is it very much the kids are the ones who have to no, do this? I think it's the kids. Okay. Let's do the kids. Kids, cops, and our as-yet-undesigned critter. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the three. That's the that's the core ingredients that we'll chuck into the pot that will be the horror film soup that so we make. So, as you mentioned, Romero did... I think one of his original films had to do a little bit with racism and then you yep. have consumerism of yep. the... Uh, the 70s yep. and uh, this current version of Child's Play deals with the fear of AI. Yep. Is there a, a like a, an issue with Ill. society that you really want to use as a, a backdrop to to influence the themes of the film? Uh, road rage? Road rage. I was, I was actually thinking maybe what about like 
online consumerism. Your your oh, Amazons like, like and eBays, eBay's yeah, all right. and like this that maybe the automated delivery system. You know how in Amazon oh, they're trying automated out delivery system. You know like, what it is? It's the drones. Exactly. The and, drones and so are coming in. as soon as as soon as this critter such creature can order more versions of itself yeah, off yeah. Amazon and have them delivered through yeah. drones, you kind of have so what this sort be, of swarm feature. Of you it. know those like dorky looking like basically they look like chubby carts with wheels on them that can autonomously deliver packages into a house that's our critter like it is just like a white very very innocent looking kind of stupid looking um like robot cart uh that is designed to deliver packages from one of the you know e-commerce okay, sites sure I, I don't actually really know what you're talking about but they like they, they look really stupid like just imagine like a, an esky yes with like four wheels and like a sticky out camera with like a very I, basic I'm imagining like, a tiny little kid's toy forklift yeah, kind of yeah except in my head now it also has propellers <laughs> because it's it's also simultaneously a drone yeah yeah and so it can it can helicopter fly to your location yep and then drive inside your house to deliver stuff right into your door i, I think th- we're missing an, a story opportunity here so we say that like the kids run up to the second floor of the house because they're like, oh, the like robot delivery vehicle can't get us there because yeah. it only has wheels. And then in comes like radio signal from the uh, robot yeah. calls in the drone Drones. strike yeah. to come in, pick up the robot cool. and just like throw it into the second floor of the house. There's definitely issues here as well. I mean, I'm not sure if we're going to completely rag on um, Amazon and, and throw... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're th- going to make up our own. But like- I mean, we could, we could say, hey, hey, Mr. Bezos, hey, Jeff. <laughs> Um, we've got this script here and we're going to make it and we're going to, uh, we're yeah. going to legitimately say these things are from Amazon yep. and you should, f- the, the reason that, um, wheelie plastic forklift man can get inside your house <laughs> is because you've tethered your house to Alexa yeah. and Alexa controls your door That's and your right, doorbell. Yeah. Like we could, we could change it to something else, Mr. That's Bezos. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or you could pay us, you could, you could pay us some money and we don't mention <laughs> so, Amazon so, at all. Are we, are we blackmailing? I, I'm, I don't know. That's an awfully dirty <laughs> word. I wouldn't use that, Mr. <laughs> Bezos. I'm not saying that's the word that we're using at all <laughs> all right so we we leave it up to the highest bidder as to the company we end up using yeah possibly yeah. I, th- I think either way if we make the film <laughs> at all they're probably gonna go hey we we are we've got a lot invested in this home automation technology you're, you're p- casting it in a very bad light the thing is we don't have to wait because all we need to do is shoot the film with like generic props to stand in for yeah all the stuff it's really easy to chuck in a logo in CGI. Exactly. It's so much harder to de-age <laughs> an actor. I mean, chucking someone's logo on a white robot box exactly. in post-production okay. is super easy and won't cost us anything. So, uh, yeah, great. So we'll just say we have this film. It could be good for your company. It may not be it good may for not your be company. Good. It depends on how much you want to invest. Uh, all right, that sounds good. So what... What's you know what this is actually reminding me of, um, which I think we need to sort of divert from and make it a little bit more original. There's a Black Mirror episode uh, that is kind of similar to this. Uh, it's it's completely in black and white, and effectively it's a robotic dog-like drone that is pursuing a person, and it's basically a chase, uh, and that drone is trying to kill that person. It's pretty tense, and and in Black Mirror style, it's also very creepy. So what do we have that is different to that i don't know i think i don't think that the robots chasing people i think it's probably the other way around right where it's trying to one of them's one of the robots has gone a bit awol yep and the kids realize that it's gone awol and oh, they're yeah. trying yep. to they're trying to stop it from going in and yep and i also kind of feel as though there's this whole sort of like 
privacy breach and and your personal yeah. data yep. and this robot knows everything about you yeah it knows what you ordered off in inverted commas <laughs> amazon uh each week it knows yep. your you know your deepest desires and your deepest fantasies and yep. it, it possibly plays on that yeah and it's it's these hidden orders that you're getting off uh, Amazon that it's it's using to to lure you in to to kill uh, you. Ah, yeah, okay. So, so it's not really about this sort of chase sort of thing. It's, it's actually more about it's an infiltration. Yeah, using yeah. your personal information as a weapon against you. Yeah, yeah. A little bit like uh, another film that we watched this week, actually, with uh, Dennis Quaid in it. Just sort of like oh yeah, subtly trying to like integrate itself into your life. Yeah. Until it integrates itself a little too far. A little bit too far. Yeah, and it starts ordering some really weird things that you're just like, I wasn't even thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, what about psychological things where yeah. it, instead of instead of um, uh, physically breaking you apart, what happens if you and your significant, you, like a package shows up at your door labeled with your significant other's name and yeah. then it's like, you open it up and it's a book. It's like, so you're not happy in your relationship. <laughs> and then suddenly, <laughs> I'm like, you know, these, these weird rifts start opening up. And it's like, hey, you... You caused my parents to get divorced, and that's yeah. why I'm living in this <laughs> attack the block style, you know, um, dilapidated, um, yeah. low cost rental building. Yeah. And I love that because we can have a scene where, like, the couple is fighting, and we're just focused solely on the robot's eye. It's unblinking, yeah. unemotional. I think it's, it's going to have a single hell style, yeah, red light kind of eye it's yeah. almost somewhere between hal and wally right there's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an interesting blend there between yeah. evil and cute yeah yeah that sounds great all right so we maybe we're not we're not we won't make it red we'll make it like blue because like blue is the color i, of I imagine it white let's just make the prop white the and prop then is can, white and we can the eye is actually the, the eye will be color coded to whatever company that exactly we choose. if it's ebay it's all the colors yeah if it's amazon it's orange and hang on i came up with a black, I think. mnemonic for remembering the colors of the ebay logo oh, yeah. go for it uh Hang on. <laughs> Randoms buy your garbage. So red, blue, blue yellow, yellow, green. Green. All right. That's, yeah. that's how you remember the colors of the eBay. Cool. Uh, if you ever need to remember, if, the, if your life is on the line, just remember random. Randoms random buy, your, buy garbage. your garbage. All right. Great. Uh, I don't have one for Google yet, but <laughs> I'll come up with one if you need me to. I'm sure we will. Uh, anyway. So what, I mean, we did mention kids. What are the kids going to be doing? Are the kids like kids? So let's say it's a family, like a, a small family. Yeah, like sure. Two parents, three kids. Uh, oh, three kids. Yeah. We haven't had a three kid family in a film yeah, yeah. in a long while. It's That's normally right. um, younger kid who just doesn't get along with his older brother. Yep. Or then if you go home alone, it's yep. very much a um, younger kid and he's like 20 <laughs> older siblings. <so. laughs> or just like the sole kid. I think child, the original child's play is just a single kid. And this one is just a single kid as well. Yeah. So I think three is an interesting number because it creates a nice like dynamic between all of them as they're fighting for, you know, trying to figure out what to do next uh, and um, trying to cooperate with each other. I've got like two siblings, so I come from a family. Three. Yeah, I'm a three-child three yeah, family a, as well. It's a fun dynamic yeah, that sure. I think is sorely underrepresented yeah, in the film. Yeah, absolutely. I think the new, like, what is it, the average American family is like uh, two and a half kids or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is anymore. It used to be 2.4 children. Yeah, like the- yeah. But it's always two. Like, it's always ends yeah. up getting rounded down to two. So we're bringing it back to three. Yeah. Uh, so three kids, the two parents. The two parents end up, um, like, going against each other, maybe. Like, they kind of get more and more heated arguments um, because of what this robot is slowly doing to their lives. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's, that's, that is the impetus there where there's just like, don't you understand that 
you you have a good relationship. It's this this automated robot system. It's yeah. it's Alexa slash yeah. Siri slash Cortana exactly. knowing all the intricacies of yep. your life and using that as a wedge to drive you apart. Yep. And I think we keep the apartment block thing, but what the robot has basically done over the course of six months or so has managed to subtly evict everyone else in the building until it's just one family left in one of the apartments. And uh, the robot's done that on purpose to sort of say, I own all of you now mm. and no one else can come near you. So the kids used to play with the neighbor's kids, but then the neighbor's kids moved away. Exactly. For reasons that they can't figure yeah. out why. And the, like, it used to be, you know, the you can meet people in the elevator and say hi to yeah, them. There's I mean, kind of like a community there. But then as the film goes on, people just start vanishing. And then it becomes like the hotel from The Shining, which yep. is like empty halls and long cavernous... Uh, you know, rooms with... And is it because the, in inverted commas, Jeff Bezos character yeah. wants to buy that real estate and is deliberately Probably, yeah. driving he, down he the cost wants to make it a new Amazon headquarters. He got booted out of New York recently, so he was like, hey, we're going to make an Amazon headquarters in New York. I bet you guys want this, so how about you give us a tax break? Most of the citizens in New York said, absolutely no way, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and then they had to leave with their tail between their legs. So maybe this is like the film where we sort of yeah we use that cultural touchstone that that news item of amazon wanting to build new uh, distribution centers everywhere and uh, yeah use it for this so they've basically sent this robot in free trial of this robot yeah every robot you know they give away amazon prime uh memberships all the time if you want to try it for instant delivery yep. and all that they've like targeted this one family and they've said hey try our new um drone delivery service free of charge uh, with a like discount on anything you buy from Amazon slash eBay slash whatever company we end up targeting. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's just been a master plan to get the robot in the house to try and clear out mm. the entire block. So And that allows us to do stuff where the kids can escape from their own apartment, which the robot is keeping guard, run up a flight of stairs and then just be like, okay, we're safe now because um, yep, yep. the robot can't climb stairs then the drones come in they the drones, smash through the yep. window grab the drone I like it throw it into the other one kids you know have to run to another apartment to try and call the cops they've got a smart fridge in that apartment that's right yeah the smart fridge can so, see them starts blasting the because, AC as well as that because it's an old apartment they're looking for a utility room somewhere in the apartment block which still has an old style telephone that isn't connected uh, isn't to connected. the cloud because um, like every other house that they go to it's already been Amazonified, so they've all got like that's. that's I mean, that's got to be. I think probably even a um a goal of them is to find the telecommunications room in the basement yeah. and, and destroy it because once once they sever like themselves, the server room. yeah, once they sever themselves from the server, I think that's actually why they're spelt so similarly. Uh, is uh, <laughs> sever and server. All right. Uh, is uh once they they're, they're free of the technology, then, yep. they, then they can escape because I think this um it's locked the doors it's, it's locked yeah. the doors the smart doors yeah because um, they've got that like alarm that doorbell system on yeah it that they've also got light. smart light bulbs all through the yep. the corridors yep. and and it just keeps changing it to weird color Flicking settings <laughs> it's like why is it all red down this corridor yeah that's because i mean it's really because we just had the one set <laughs> and which is like how do we distinguish between level 13 and 14 or yeah, one's right, red yeah. and one's blue yeah we put it in the story yep. as it's the, smart light bulbs fact, and it keeps changing the, the color. signage as well for the levels is also digital so again yeah. you don't even have to like swap out the uh, props <laughs> we just change the lettering in the computer and it sends it out uh that, yeah that works all right cool so um what how should this end i think that's the crucial Ooh. part like i don't know i like the nihilistic end where there's no stop to the powerhouse oh, that yeah. is like you, it, actually 
No, I like... I mean, yeah, I like those endings where you think they've won, where you think that they've gotten away with it, and then just, like, right at the end, you realise, oh, hang on, we're all screwed, a la Terminator 3. Yeah. Like... I mean, we also need to, you know, because the uh, Wally slash Hal type delivery robot yep. will have to come back in whatever this film is number two yep. where it's like single eye dome is yep. cracked yeah. so it's got a crack through it and okay. so in the future when everyone iconically remembers it hey it always had the crack it's like actually when you go back and watch the original film never had it it, yeah. it never had the crack so they, they think they've won but definitely we have to set it up so no, we can we bring back the cracked robot in the third film because I think in the second film what's happened is at the end of the first film that we're making right now um, the kids destroy the robot the eye cracks and they think it's all gone and they manage to leave with their parents or parent maybe one of them's dead by Ooh. now um but then at the end it's just like jeff bezos is like clicking print on his 3d printer for version two of the robot oh uh now with wings so it yeah. doesn't need the separate drone delivery and then what happens whatever happens in film two happens with the new drone film three we bring back yeah og drone uh who I think what's basically happened in the third film is the governments have wised up to what Amazon is doing. They've changed all the protocols around to suit the new one. So they can't... Amazon can't use its current range of things to take over the world anymore. But OG Robot is still on the old network and they're able to reboot that and it comes back for like round two. Uh, and is it? Do we have a thing where they've reprogrammed one of the robots to be a good delivery <laughs> robot? A la Terminator, Terminator. Two. Yeah, maybe. Could it depends. Be. It depends if like if we keep it in straight horror. Probably not. No. If we divert into like horror action, yeah. then yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, great. Um, uh, in these films, again, we just need to cast the parents right, yep. and we get we our the kids as well. We get our brilliant casting director who did Goosebumps. such a great, good job in Goosebumps and Nexus <laughs> Six to come back and do the kids. Yes, to do three kids this time. Three kids he or this she, time, yeah. Uh, and works cut out for them. Uh, but we we definitely need like in. Uh, this version of Child's Play, Aubrey yep. Plaza somewhat shows up yep. weirdly as the mum. In the original 88 version, the woman who's the mum, I only know her from like the seventh <laughs> heaven TV yep. show that ran all throughout the 90s right, with so, the Jessica Beale. So let's get uh, what's her face from How I Met Your Mother, uh, Alison Hannigan. Alison Hannigan, I thought yep. you were going to go with Kobe Smulders. Oh, either There or. you go, both. There you go. Yeah, great. They're the two parents. Two parents yeah. are Alison cool. Hannigan and Kobe Smulders. Kobe Smulders, yep. All right, and they have three kids to be determined by our brilliant. Oscar award-winning casting director. I, I actually assume. did. I went back and what uh, and had a look at some of the other films that they'd done casting for, and they were oh, yeah. all brilliant. Oh, great! All great. Like the the good thing about these horror films is when you see comedic actors show up for cameos. Yep. And uh, uh, the uh, the two ladies who did the casting for Goosebumps, they yep. have they have contacts. So we'll yep. get your uh, um, Ken Marinos and Rob Hubels <laughs> and all, all that sort of cast of yeah, people yeah. come. They'll be the one of them will be the cop. I think Ken Marino will be the cop who shows up who gets yep. murdered because he doesn't believe that the Wally slash Hal type delivery yeah, robot is yeah, um, for sure. Uh, yeah, and then you have you know the old man for Snickety in apartment forty two <laughs> who doesn't believe he gets strangled by his or frozen to death <laughs> we, by we, his rogue fr- refrigerator. We'll, we'll kind of like it'll be a spiritual homage to um, what's his name from uh, Dennis the Menace and Grumpy Old Men. Who's the old guy in there? Jack Lemon or Walter Mathau? Walter Mathau. He's the he's the archetypal old man. They're both the archetypal old man. That's why they like, were played both played the grumpy Walter old Mathau man. Walter Mathau is like the yeah. more arch- archetypal. He he's was, got the mustache, or he had the mustache. And he, I think he played the grumpy old man in Dennis the Menace. He did, so, yes. Um, yeah. So it'll be, and I mean, he'll get killed in in like a matter of seconds, and that'll be a nice cameo. We should probably get Key and Peele in there because they're in everything yep, these exactly. days, and, and, and especially since um uh uh. 
Which one does Get Out and Us? Uh, Jordan Peele Jordan does Peele. Get Out and Us. Yeah. So if he, get him to executive produce. I think, what, what about, be great. why does he direct it? Could oh, he get, could direct could, it. Could he get him on the director? Maybe. He's sure. pretty busy these days. He is. I mean, I'm happy for an EP kind of Okay, that's fine. Him. I mean, it's just like, EP, EP slash cameo. From the executive producer of Get Out, or like from executive producer Jordan Peele. Like yeah. that's all you need nowadays and, to and sell And fantastic film. improvised comedian Michael Keaton <laughs> Key. <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't directed anything good just yet. But no, but he's he's on the... Ver- Maybe we'll get him to direct this. Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Got to spread the love around. Yeah. Like, so. I'm sure he's actually quite jealous that his comedy <laughs> partner is now having a very successful career doing horror yeah, films. I'm sure true. he wanted to jump on board. Probably. So. I think he's he's done a few successful things for sure. Yes. He's still very good and he has very good cameos and quite a lot of films, but he, he's not like the, oh my God, look at this, you know, new savant of a yeah. director. They, um, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the first season of Fargo, but like they, Key, uh, Key and Peele turn up for a sort of small cameo role in that. And I, can't, I really liked them in that. Yeah. So I think- but they, yeah, I don't, anyway, want to, I don't want to spoil it. No They're spoilers. not in there for very long. No, uh, so I think that sort of we'll we'll do something like that in this film as well. So I think there's only two other things we need to come up with. Yep, uh, the name of the robot. Yep, um, and then the name of the film. Yeah, and the name of the film has to like I wanted. I was thinking of calling the film after the robot, but it never is. It's always like well, Lee is. Yeah, I know, but like Child's Play isn't called Chucky. Yeah, it's a it's a kind of fun little pun on the idea that it's a, a toy that they're trying to yeah. face. Well, I mean, delivery is kind of the um, the aspect of yeah, exactly. What this so, drone does what this robot does. So, so the robot, you know, how there's a theory that Hal is called Hal because each letter is one letter different from IBM. Oh yeah, H yep. is before I, A yep. is before. Yep. Is it? Can we do that for like Siri, or does that not work? <laughs> uh, does that end up being here? <laughs> <laughs> we need a vowel in there somewhere. I don't think it works. No. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, also that's dependent on what brand we're not making. Yeah, I think we do a generic brand, and then just suddenly it's gonna have to be. We've we've mentioned Amazon a lot. In we this did. Time. Like, it, it is so clearly that we are doing Amazon. Yeah, it needs to be like. We'll just, you know what we'll do? Whatever. What's another like very. Um, very noteworthy forest in the world. I was going like the Amazon basin. The river is by volume. You have Nile. Yep. You have Yangtze. Yep. You have um, Yangtze sounds good. Yangtze? Yangtze. Yangtze sounds like the kind of like stupid name they'd come up for a internet based product in I a film. I kind of feel one. as though if we err on that, then it just becomes instead of about the automation of the home, it becomes about the Chinese government trying to steal all our personal data. That's true. I don't really want to go down no. that route of, like, you know, intergovernmental issues. What about Nile? Nile, like, but is it then, like... Maybe, maybe, like the, the, robot, butler, maybe the robots are called Niles, yeah. But is it... Do we it's do an it acronym. N-A-I-L-L, as in the man's name? It's like, oh, I am Niles. N- no, N-I-L-E, isn't it? Yeah, that's the river, but I'm talking about ah. Nile as being, like, it is, you know, I thought Niles was also spelled N-I-L-E. I think it's... I, I only know one person who has ever been called Nile, and I think it was N A I double L. As again, who knows if that's the correct spelling or some wacky '60s parents who All are right. hippies who. But I think it's it's an acronym for something. Sure. Uh, so N is for. Um. <laughs> Net- networked. <laughs> yeah, network. Networked, intelligent. Um. Um. Uh, labor. I was going lifestyle because it's like it's about your oh, yeah, life, yep. right? So networked, intelligent, lifestyle, environment, maybe environment, engineer, um, intelligence. Maybe we go intelligence for I. Yep. Network, intelligent, lifestyle, empath. No? (laughs) That's a bit too Star Trek. So hang on, we're going for the E. Yeah, going for the E. All right, cool. So uh, E is for, yeah, empathetic sounds all right. Uh, 
But like, I think I think what they're trying to market this intelligence as yep. is more like a lifestyle coach. Yeah. Like it's like here's here's we've made your life easier. Life easier. Yeah. Network intelligent making your life easier. Yeah, that's it. There Nile. you go. Nile. What's the should we put an S? I think we need an S. Stupid. <laughs> the network intelligence that's <laughs> making your life easier. Stupid. Comma stupid. <laughs> Uh, no, I think Nile. Nile will be fine. Nile so is Nile's good. the name of the Amazon-esque company yes. in our film. And it, it's branded all over your Alexa-style yep. devices, yep. your Wally-style delivery, yep. your um, helicopter-style drones yeah, all have yeah. the, the... So the robot can be called Niles because it's kind of like a nice play on yeah, the company exactly. name. Yeah, exactly. And know. then, um, so the, the pun that, that we have to come up with with the film name <laughs> has something to do with delivery. Oh, uh, d- uh, yeah, um, you're right. Um, sign on delivery. Oh, yeah, that's not really a pun. <laughs> so much as it is just something you do. Um, so, I mean, I really like the delivery thing. I think that's got to be... Yep. That's got to be the focus of us. I really like that Child's Play and even, like, other films that like the really short two-word. I think that's yep. what we're really going for there. Is there, any, is there anything, like, that has delivery in it that is kind of, like, murder-esque kind of... Signed, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> Possibly. I think we could probably put that like as the weird pared down gritty oh, yeah, yeah. We'll soundtrack like, on the back of yeah, the trailer. Like, uh, what what did we watch that had that? Gemini Man had, Gemini. Some, like, had uh, some 80s song in there that was done in a creepy way. It was, yeah. Some kind of creepy thing. So we'll do Science Seal Deliver by... Who was that? I don't even remember who did that. Anyway, getting some, ahead of myself. Some like some, some Supremes-esque 60s, Motown 70s style. pop singer, yeah. Um, uh, deliver us from evil kind of has that connotation it's too yeah. long though deliver us deliver us I, actually I really like that yeah deliver us and like creepy font on the poster yeah uh, with the creepy soundtrack behind it with our innocuous looking drone yeah who could be evil could or be could not be Depends. could be who knows yeah. so is. deliver us deliver us that'll look great on a poster I think so alright I think that's it I think that's a wrap I think you're right Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, minus that time travel one that we lost, our bios <laughs> and Mafuza Wudada, the database of films that we've made on this podcast. We're on various forms of social media. If you're on Twitter, search for at moviefilmstudio. Don't put that extra S in there. You'll get some really weird results otherwise. Uh, on Facebook, we are moviefilmstudios and on Instagram, we are at moviefilmstudios, I believe. Um join those respective platforms and have a look at what we do on there we do some animated content for instagram we do twitter posts for twitter and we do facebook posts on facebook uh if you want to see us live we'll be performing at the queens of comedy show on the 9th of may yep uh i don't know where it is uh it's in sydney at a place called gingers in oxford street darlinghurst um and that's the 9th of may 7 p.m 7 p.m uh open to everyone look for isaac and aj on facebook or even queens of comedy AJ and isaac oh there you go I get top billing on that one it's, it's alphabetical it's not political yes um or queens of comedy k w e n s of comedy uh, you should be able to find the event that way. Yep, we'll be doing another movie-inspired, improvised movie, actually. Yeah. It'll be a, <laughs> a completely improvised movie uh, based on whatever suggestions we get from the audience and should be a bit of a hoot. Um, if you uh, have far too many autonomous drones in your life and they're all looking for something to listen to, we are on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh 
Did I say Podbean? Probably. Could be. Yep. Even even moviefilmstudios.net, our own website, yep. you can listen to it there. Yep. Podsprout, Podseed. Mm, Podlegume. <laughs> Uh, and yeah any other place that you get podcasts from and I think that's it all that remains this week is to thank you all for listening I've been Isaac and I've been AJ roll credits watch me